Alligator Blood looking for a fifth group one at the 150 led three quarters of a length from I'm Thunderstruck who can't get there then Mr Brightside but the gate has done it again Alligator Blood wins it Welcome to Bet Doctor behind the curtain look at how pro punters operate I'm your host Scoot I've got John Walter up and about in studio Gold Coast How are you? Trying to have a bet mate What are you trying to interrupt me for? I'm trying to have a bet there's more, more, there's more important things to life than introductions to TV shows. What's that? Betting. Gambling. Betting. <laughs> Just knocking prices off. Beautiful stuff. Tell you what, I did my absolute chiminda last week, Ruthless Dame. I launched, win, place, the lot. Cost me a card. Just needed to run a place. And then mighty Lloyd Kennewell got blessed in last with Meredith. But, wow, I've got a sore bum, and it's uh, been a tough week on the punt for me personally. But, uh, DK, you're back in business after a week in the paddock and uh, dealing with some family stuff. Good to have you back, mate. Yes, back, Scooter. Yes, go travelling a bit better this week than I was last week. Uh, the old uh, the old father-in-law, he went off, um, sadly, for my wife and or for our family, but um, he was he had a good he had a pretty good run except for the last couple of years. So uh, that was all she had to rush back to Malaysia and um, get all that organised and then I had the kids and then what I didn't, or I told you, Junior got crook, but Junior took a, we'll talk about this because what happened with Jamie Carr with concussion and stuff, but Junior took a big hit. On the basketball court, Nico at school just put up a screen and the bloke just crashed straight back into him. So he's gone straight back and hit his head. They sent him home. He sort of said he was all right. He was all right in the afternoon. In the evening, he, he started deteriorating. And then um, two in the morning, he was up vomiting, which is no good when you've had a big, big bang on the head and been knocked out. So off to the children's hospital and all that sort of business anyway. Luckily, he's all right. But they, they um, yeah, they don't call it concussion anymore. They call it mild traumatic brain injury. And uh, concussion's a bit of an old term. But, uh, so he bounced back, yeah. So Scoots, it wasn't the best week last week yeah, for me, in but the horrors. Um, on the horrors. So, um, but um, that's it. A lot of people will talk about the um, the few falls on the weekend and uh, the weekend before of those all those riders. Um, just just gives us a bit of a perspective, especially um, and especially mine. I mean, I'm getting to my fifties, so or my our, my mates and our parents are all getting to their eighties, and they're getting to that stage where things are going to happen in their older life. But um, how are you travelling, Nico? Any joy the last couple of weeks since uh, I've been away? Not too bad. Travelling okay. Just uh, chipping away in the grind. You know, same. Same stuff, different week pretty much. So, uh, now looking forward to Saturday. I'm actually looking forward to the All-Star Mile. Hopefully, it's a good race between the oh. Blood and Thunderstruck. And uh, it's not a bad little undercard as well. There's 10 races to and get through. It's going to be a race. It's going to be an actual race. Yeah. So. Like, you know, Keats in the race. I heard Gav on this morning, radio this morning, saying, well, mate, if those other horses want to lead us, they'll be going too fast. Yeah. They'll, so. you know, we're leading and we're rolling and we're going to cut out proper sectionals what Keats does. And, and you think that fast run nature of the race would just bring out the best horses. That's right. Which is probably them too. And so. we always whinge and moan about the slow slow tempo wait for age races we have down mm. here, so it's going to be a proper race. It's going to be outstanding. There'll be no hiding, so we'll uh, finally put to bed whether uh, I'm thunderstruck as a, uh, a milk drinker or not. It'll be interesting to see what happens. But um, I think, yeah, there's a bit of a commentary across the uh, the Twitter sphere. What's the strongest race? Is it the All-Star Mile or the George Ryder? Well, well it's got to be the All-Star Mile, isn't it? No. No? You're talking about Keats and these holes. Are you kidding me? Right. 100 to 1, you idiot. Didn't you? Haven't you looked no. at the market? Yeah. Oh, yeah you looking at the North Korean form. There's, there's three there's horses average, in There's an average rating of 108 of these horses. This is a, this is, this Mate, is a very, very good field. 108's a midweeker in Sydney. Oh, oh hell, there he is. Volandis. <laughs> you should be running racing New South Wales, you. There's not much. I don't know. They're, they're, neither. They're, they're okay. Both of them are good betting races. Mm. Both of them are good betting races. The whole concept's just been bastardised, but you know that's that's what they do. People find angles, and yeah, they'll probably mix it up again next year. It's got to be a handicap. That's the only thing I'd change instantly. 
It doesn't seem to be hitting the mark. And when you got, I know there's been a couple of horses pull out, but so is he bond making the field, makes a bit of a mockery of it. And uh, there does need to be some sort of change there. And it, just the, the amount of votes, I think we spoke about a couple of weeks later. It's just, it's not really hitting the mark, this race, for anyone. I know who it's going to hit the mark for. I was talking to Timmy about the slipper. I said, oh, you know, this Platinum Jubilee, this, and he wasn't really interested in the conversation. Oh. Normally, he's a bit more interested. He goes, well, it is 10 minutes after the All-Star Mile, and if Alligator <laughs> Blood salutes, uh, I may not be, uh, I might be swan diving off the top of the grandstand. So, uh, that'll be interesting to see. At least the weather's good and the tracks are good at the moment. We're not going to get a, a Mooga 2 All-Star Mile. I think it's, he won a, a, like it was a swamp that day at uh, the Valley, but... 36 just, down here Saturday, Scoot. 36 going to be, it's got a track's going to be a road by the time, uh, I mean, it is straight there, but it's going to be proper good three by the time that race comes around again. Going to lead to a proper race. Just goes to show how improvement, or how important, I guess, investments are in tracks. And I think RV have sort of led the way in that regard. But I was a bit disappointed. Uh, Canberra was uh, a bit of a swamp. There wasn't much rain in the lead up to Canberra Cup and the Guineas and the Black Opal sort of meetings. Uh, and there's there's more sort of skeletons in the closet. There's I, I hear all these rumours about um, government grants and investment into tracks and facilities that just haven't been uh, pushed through and. Uh, the local trainers at uh, certain areas in New South Wales are um, starting to, I guess, wear a bit thinner. That well, the dogs are barking. Hey, the dogs are barking. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like you get one frustrated trainer. Everyone seems forever to be too scared to say anything. And you know, every now and then someone breaks the cone of silence. Now, um, you know, a few years ago, I think they would have been, they would have had the phones and the the drones and the everything ringing. You take that down, otherwise you're in a, in a bit of strife. But if it sort of sits up there for a couple of hours now, you normally get a few other people come out of the woodwork with their frustrations. So, you know, it's not easy to keep everyone happy, um, you know, in in businesses such as racing that are so widespread. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of frustration. And Yeah, like even, yeah, there's all these country championship meetings. You see that they've uh, – a lot of the country meetings sort of roll along pretty well during the year. But when it's a, a, a showcase meeting, obviously they get a bit more influence from outside. They're asked to prepare the tracks a certain way and usually that leads to disaster. So Just overwater them and you saw yeah. what happened at Canberra. A lot, I spoke to a lot of people and they just pulled up stumps. They just didn't want to bet into the meeting. Yeah, and I think that's to do with these protocols or whatever they're, they're, they're trying to introduce to have tracks prepared a certain way and, you know, tracks that are 50, 60 years old and don't have the uh, drainage facility or whatever of Ramwick, you can't prepare them the same way, you know. You, you, I think it's, there's a lot of merit in leaving the people alone that have been preparing them for a long time and understand how their particular surface works because it just it's just not the same. I did have a little bit a little bit of a giggle. Rose Hill's already a soft five, so Mate, well, they're yeah, out in force. They could put 30 mil irrigation on there. I think well, they had 25 mil of rain a couple of nights ago. And if if the, I think it's 36 today or something, 32, 31, 32, yeah. Sometimes the hardest thing with those tracks is doing the review. Like the track today at Kitan, when they raced there two weeks ago, like a dead set race like a heavy track and it was a soft five. Yeah. Well, things coming home in th 13s, at last 200, and it was only a soft five. And then you've got to sort of take that and say, like, how's it going to play today? So, mm. like, obviously there was some sort of irrigation or- Well, like, that was the first meeting back after the floods for them, to be fair, and, yes. and they had a- a soft track there, the inside. So, so was it a five or was it more like a six or a seven or an eight? Like that, the track speeds. But, yeah. um, I would say off the track speeds, it was more like an eight looking at the data. So, uh, yeah, it makes it hard when it comes up officially a soft five and it's racing nothing like that. Like things were winning by seven and eight lengths. Like winning, running, there's a horse that won at Kitan. Late by in the seven, day, late, that was the two last races. One by seven ones. lengths. The start prior got beat by eight at Moe. Yeah, the 58, okay. then one by seven. Like, just crazy. 
Yeah, yeah, it can be a bit of an anomaly, but that's I think you're talking about an outlier here. I think what Scoot's talking about is generally a, pro- a problem north of the border now in North Korea, there where they prioritise prize money over tracks. I think down here we've got the mix right. Um, we've got beautiful tracks down here. If there's an issue like a cranberry and they're upping stumps, doing a doing a reno on it, God knows what they've pulled into Seymour. Um, so I think um, we've got Pakenham, we've got Sales, we've got Bendigo's, Ballarats. Oh, yeah, we're, we're much, we're, much uh, better off. We're, we're, we've got it right down here. It's a, it's a it's an issue up there where they've got the priorities wrong. I still think they could pull probably one and a half or two million dollars. I think I tweeted it a couple of days ago out of the All Star Mile because you get the same the same field regardless. I think the um, the measuring con- contest or the the pissing contest at the moment around prize money. I think we can uh, dial you know slice twenty percent off these uh, pop up races and we'll still get the same sort of fields. Now we're on sort of twenty percent of prize money Australia wide. Lock it in. That'd be nice. Mm. Interesting uh, tweet. This one's uh, from you, Walt Matt Zaman. Uh, tweeted in this one. He's a keen punter and follows the form pretty closely. Uh, synthetic hoof filler gear change notification is virtually useless. Without context, amount, or a photo, it's impossible to theorise anything about whether it will impact the performance. In this digital age, how hard is it for a photo to be submitted with the gear change? I tell you what, this would take, yeah, as you say, well, it'd be probably half an hour, an hour, or half a day's uh, work for the tech team just to add it to a form guide. I guess it'd be on... Um, Racing Made at worst, it's a Dropbox you attach that they send them to, and someone uploads them manually. If if not, it takes it yeah like an hour for someone to do it. So it's so it's either nail proof. polish or it's seriously uh, we want we want photos of synthetic horse filler now. Are you serious? Yep, yep, yep absolutely. It shouldn't even be a gear change. You know what it is? It's to help the farrier in a, in an area down there which is hard to work with. Give him a bit of extra room to put a nail in. I mean, it shouldn't well, even it be a gear be. change. It can it be. Even be a gear change. It's it a can... laughable. It's a gear change. It can be half a foot missing. It can be half a foot missing. It can be. It can be. Yes, it can. I've worked in stables a lot more than you, big fella. I guarantee you. It's it's to help a horse to get to the races. Half the foot's missing, and the horse is not going to the races, is it? Yes. Yeah. If you can fill it up and you can put a nail into it, it's going to the races. If you can't, it's not. If you get if you use Equicast, there's about ten different things. But that what he's saying is true. It can be absolutely cosmetic and nothing, which is what you want to see if it's a photo or if it's if they've had to you know, fill a section of the foot to, you know, be able to get nails into it, then um, it's more important and, and there's a bigger issue. But if you have a simple photo, which dead set takes eight seconds, how can it hurt anyone? And it does give you peace of mind as a punter. Can't a simple way to fix this problem just mark it a one to five scale similar to lame? So Same thing. You no. know, I'd rather have a photo. At least no. then I can make my own opinion. Otherwise, one to five. I'm. I'm. It's if if a trainer wants to hide an issue, they'll just say it's a one. I think it's just just another guessing game. But uh, I don't mind the concept. Uh, anything that helps promote confidence, wagering, turnover, and fills the punter with more information. I think we should try and. It would fill point oh 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 five percent of punters like Wald. who worked in stables. You know what he's looking at. With uh, give him context. All the rest of the ninety nine percent of people out there, uh, they'd be looking at it and go, "What the hell's that?" What's, what's that mean? I guarantee you, if you got uh, if you got a, a photo of ten different, you know, ranges of synthetic hoof filler, within one second you'd be opening it every time. You'd be clicking on the photo every time to have a, a two second look to see how how bad, you know, how bad it is. You would you you would not understand how important it is. I think in that case, though, like people saying like, "Oh, he had it on the cox plate and he went no good." Like, if the horse actually had bad feet, he wouldn't have won two weeks later in the Champions Mile without the yeah. out of blood. So. I think you know. Gold Trip's got that, terrible feet, and it's got went. What did it win? It won everything. Melbourne Cup. Yeah, so, it. so yeah, there's exceptions to every rule. Wet tracks help all this, but it's just any bit of information that can help us that doesn't really take much to implement. I think. Hasn't it's something good. else got it on in the slipper? Hasn't? Yeah, what, both Snowdens have it on. Both in the Snowdens. Snowdens, yeah. And I heard Paul Snowden saying, "Is that he agrees? It was absolutely laughable. It's a gear change." 
Absolute official gear chart. And, that, and that's probably 90% of the time that's probably true. Didn't you say that Gold Trip couldn't win a warnable maiden hurdle or a bloody... No, I said that day wouldn't. that it couldn't win that race and that it should be in that race that I think it would win that whatever that camel race is. And do you the think Ballarat. I was right? So it couldn't. It didn't win the that Ballarat day. maiden. And no, that, what's that humpy race that the <laughs> yeah, sports bet get into? the slowest horse. Yeah. Hotham, yes. the Hotham. The Hotham. Do you, think, do you think it would have won the Hotham? The drought breaker. Yeah, I think it might have got home in the Hotham. You're just trying to upset our friends at Australian Bloodstock. They're unupsettable, mate. They just run their own race. Do they? Well, they, they seem to. They All seem right. To. If you need a giggle and it sounds like we uh, we might after that little heated uh, discussion about synthetic hoof fill, I didn't think it was going to turn narky, but it did. Uh, the Comics Lounge, Melbourne's home of comedy, Errol Street, North Melbourne. Great gang that uh, run that joint. Friendly Geordies. I keep spruiking it. He, he pushes the boundaries. This bloke, 2nd of the 8th of April, must uh, buy a ticket. And what, what, what about who else popped their head in there, Scoot? Did you see the uh, social media post from Grant the other day? No, Zach Efron. Zach Efron made an appearance in there. Did you see that? He did. That was just that was just Scoot after a shave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got a bad looking rooster, uh, Zach Efron. No, he's a good looking rooster. He's got a strange diet though. He doesn't have much fun with his life. He goes all these weird diets, fasting, and won't eat any any junk food. No burgers, nothing. Is Don as good? He's going to go Dutch, Donny. He's got a new strategy. He uh, he's going to Dutch a couple of runners up at Durban. Donny, Dutch ovens. Durban, Dutch ovens. Donny. Donny. Touch ovens, Donny. Seen, seen him do that before. Are they three fifty each or two? <laughs> no, they won't that long. They'll be shorter than that. <laughs> I tell you what, DK's meant to. He's meant to preview a race last week. So next week, DK. He done one on this week. No, he's got happened? off the hook. Guess what happened? Just, guess it. What? Get, I'll get, give you how, how far to win by. It was dream would have been Dreamstone. I was going to tip uh, 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 Nico Dreamstone, but I think it won by five hard L, didn't it? Of course oh. it did. Are you serious, so DK? Yeah, you can't oh, say that. It was only even, so, I mean, the blind Freddy could have found it, but still. Got a spare trumpet there, Borco, that you can win, <laughs> DK. <laughs> oh, go to the prop basket. Well, you can have a look at Rose Hills. She's a belter. Um, went really close. And I've already sort of given myself a couple of upper cups about uh, Ruthless Dame. Got that race wrong. I'll tell you what, they just went out lickety split. Who could have forecasted that? Definitely not me. Uh, Nico, back to the valley. Nice uh, dry conditions there. Top sports team's been woeful. But this week, I like two of the three at bets. So maybe one of the three uh, will hit the uh, hit the scoreboard there. Top sport, the new app. I keep banging on about it. But uh, they're, peel. they're right on the, uh, the toes of sports bet and all the big operators now so you make sure uh, you download the app and support the Merlehands. they're doing a great job up here on the goldie uh we love them so let's uh have a look at uh mooney valley all-star mile uh, great race great race great race i think it's stronger i definitely think it it's, is stronger hey it is stronger well thank there you we mate go. there you go you took off your bloody what Lakers. is it no, that origin, that dirty New well, South Wales origin. But that's still stronger. Yeah. Well, Throwing it's, it's, cheesy well, exactly. belter and whatever. There's just nothing in this. But he area. loves the blood. He loves the blood. He loves the blood. $2.60. Lose me more than the blood. $2.60. Mr. Brightside, 6 bucks. Uh, I'm Thunderstruck, six fifty. She's a belter, 14 Cascadian, 15 Laws of Indices, 17 Nugget, 19 Alan Kerr, the query horse, uh, $20. Gentleman Roy, 20 And the inevitable, $26. I think the first one we're going to have a look at is, or oh, the only race that we're going to have a look at is the uh, the Futurity here, and it was all about alligator blood here, fresh. Yeah, I think the the winner of the All Summer was in this race. It's pro- I think there's only three legitimate chances, and it's one, two, three across the line here. Um, alligator blood. I think he had a few things in his favour here um, on the the way the race shape kind of panned out. There's no doubt he's tough. The way he comes from late. 
Oh, he's, he's hard to knock his wheel to win, but I just think on Saturday, the race probably sets up better for um, Thunderstruck, given the fast run nature of the race. I think Keats is going to go out and set a very fast early tempo, which Alligator Blood, he has seen fast tempos before, but I think it's advantage um, Thunderstruck off a real quick tempo early, given he's probably better over further. Um, and you look sort of th- throughout his career and sort of fast, high-pressure run races, um, that seems to be where he's at, at his best on Thunderstruck. This, the Futurity wasn't that. It was a low-pressure event. And sort of, um, you know, the the map and the way the race panned out really worked out for Alligator Blood. I think there's probably too much of a discrepancy between those two in the market at the moment, 260 v 650 on top sport. Um, I've got Mr. Brightside kind of third pick. Uh, I think that was probably his opportunity to beat them both there. Um, the Winkers do go back on and he gets a very soft run. I think if he's winning the All-Star Mile, he's getting a few favours and the other two potentially have done it tough. But... Um, the way the race is going to pan out, I think I'm Thunderstruck's probably the best suited to the the fast run race. And if he's within sort of two lengths of Alligator Blood, sort of 300 out um, before the corner, I think he's going to be running over the top of him. If Alligator Blood's sort of four lengths in front of him coming for home, well, he's probably not going to get there, is he? But you look at his run in the Cox Plate, he's actually races very well at Mooney Valley, I'm Thunderstruck. Uh, yeah, I thought Alligator Blood's getting very short at 260. He, no doubt he's probably top pick. But for mine, he's probably top pick at like 350 mm. and then probably 450 from Thunderstruck and then you can have have sort of longer the rest. So at 650, I'm Thunderstruck does appeal to me as a bet. I think he's just set to peak here third up. I think that's the way they've trained him this preparation, looking at him from the yard. I don't think he improved as much as Mr. Brightside from the oar to the futurity from a fitness point of view. So I'd be expecting him to peak third and fourth up here, um, just like he sort of did last campaign throughout the uh, the autumn. So. 650 looks a, a touch of overs for mine. Um, alligator blood on top, but I couldn't back him at 2 60. I'm Thunderstruck looks a, an easy enough bet at 650. The blowout might be Laws of Indices, who ran well on the Cox Plate, ran well on the Turak, ran well on Hong Kong, gets a pretty good run, probably just tags on Thunderstruck. Uh, he's probably the best of the roughies, so the, you know, the horses outside the market. But um, yeah, I think the winner will be either Alligator Blood or I'm Thunderstruck. Mm. Yeah, I thought, I thought well, my, Mr. Brightside is. Airborne, I mean, he's 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 dead set savage. Like he he gave one thunderstruck a start there and ran straight. Or didn't run straight past him, but got past him. Burst up, dead set savage. Um, you think I he's think, improved from uh, the spring? I think he has. I think he's, he's a better have, horse. He's going to have to improve off the spring. And I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, having to chase Keats could bring it undone. And and no, uh, look, he, he's he's a he's a fine, he's a good good workman like rider buckets. But he's no M Zara J Carr, and that that horse is a bit tricky horse to ride. So um, uh, L Curry coming in the soft run, just things are going to pan out for him. He's going to have last crack. If he, if he savages the line like he has been those first coaches, I, I think he's going to run terrifically, really well for mine. But uh, I, 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 the way he's hitting the line, Nico, I reckon he's back in. He's, he's fine. That horse handbrake yeah. off too. Handbrake, <laughs> yes, yes. That's he's right, had the big you know? handbrake. I agree. Handbrake with that. off. I think. Well, I know Zach Purton's different gravy, but what the Hong Kong riders when they come out, they. You know, they come here with confidence and they, but you know, so, um, yeah, I just, yeah, I thought it might pan out, pan out well for him. It might be, he, he, if he hits the line like he has been, you can't knock him while he's hitting the line, Nick, I tell you. He grows another leg to, to my eye, Mr. Brightside. He goes around the valley like he's on rails as well. So I'm, I'm very nervous about that horse. I'm sort of keen to maybe put on Thunderstruck in the bin. I think uh, DK, you've nailed it. He just needs to be ridden absolutely cold and needs luck. So, it's going to be really tricky, I think. Brightside's going to need luck too from two, but if he gets it, holy yes, that's crap. right. That's right. He's going to, have to extract and suck up and and, and savage. But uh, and the, 
he could be even better at 2000 um, Thunderstruck. That, that was but my he, question. He, yeah, so he, the plan is that, look, if he comes through this well, he's going to back up into the Australian Cup and then into the Queen Elizabeth, So, um, which the, the 2000 metre races. So He's had two barrier trials this time back, so he should be absolutely peaking, ready to go first up at Bristol Brightside. Well, it looks like the first three across the line there have all had barrier trials, and Blake will just take a sip, won't he, on alligator blood? Oh, he'll have no choice. If he yeah, goes yeah. with him, it's, he'll run 47th. So Jen, gentleman Roy will probably come across and cross him, and he might he might get the one one or something. Yeah, I think he's one one or yeah. fourth maybe. So yeah, I think the the fast run nature of the race is going to probably that will suit on Thunderstruck the best. Mister Rightside may need a bit of luck from two, but I think he's going to be a lot closer in this run than what he has before. And alligator blood, like you know, if they go out super quick, that probably softens him up a little bit. Given the others will have a crack at him late, but it just depends how this sort of race shape unfolds. But uh. Yeah, I can see the love, Mr. Brightside. I, I struggle to see the fact that he has improved. I think he's been suited in the two races so far, and I think he's b- better at sort of a mile and fourteen hundred than potentially I'm thunderstruck. Um, so I'm gonna I'm leaning on the side that he hasn't improved, and the spring is. You you had the Jack and O blinkers on. Must have had the Jack and O blinkers on in that race. <laughs> well, I think first the, up because he was going he was going two to Jack and O's one. So hitting the line. The spring's just too telling for mine. Like when he's met them in the proper races, that he's he's got beat and he doesn't has no SPs against him. So. I think last night he was suited to that, just sort of zip home. Um, he's in the race, but I couldn't back him at $6. I think the other two at their best, which I think we're going to see on Saturday, are just better than him. No love for Sosie Bon off an eight-length defeat by a conformist, non-conformist. He, he won't run last, Sosie Bon. I don't R- ridden two, because you get 100 grand down to 10th, so um, I'll be picking for that ride for 10th like the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, Alligator's got to be too short. Yeah, he's, he definitely is too short. Alan Kerr sounds like he's just there, out there for a look. Um, from what Mike Maroney said during the week, I sort of agree that Laws of Indices could be the knockout as well. But um, I think you boys, I think, I think that we can't really say much more about the race, but definitely a race that I wouldn't be uh, confident just absolutely betting up into either. Obi Wan Kenobi, not a smoky. What about him? Uh, my Oberon, off the, whatever the hell he had last start, one of this EIPH internal bleed, whatever the heck that is. He's, uh, he's the only horse I thought was a bit of a. The way he went at the valley there that, that, time, that first start, yeah, him just he was yeah, just went looking for a horse that might might appreciate a a crazy tempo if it unfolds, and most of them are milers. There's not many that want further. So well, that's what he found that day in the Crystal Mile. They went ridiculously yeah, fast, and he just got over the top. And then well, he's like six fifty in the Champions Mile behind Alligator Bloodings, and they beat one point eight. Hmm. Blink is on. I could see the love, but he just probably wanted him to run better first up. Maybe, maybe with the issue, you can sort of half forgive him, but. It's going to be a big turnaround to turn around six lengths on the top three. So, but I think he's got he's got enough talent to be in the finish for sure. All right, we'll uh, do market only. Alistair Clark stakes no replays. Amenable uh, three dollars ten. Dunkel five dollars. Bankmore five fifty. Japanese Emperor six dollars. C seven eleven dollars. What a deal fourteen. High approach twenty one. Mister Fabulous twenty one. And you can get much better. The rest. A couple of interesting ones. Amenable. Uh, he was, I guess, the the victim of the Maximilius form. He sort of got shuffled back a bit. Interesting one. Like even when you go to do the replays, that's just missing vision for like 100 metres. So as a punter, that's completely useless to me, that replay. So if I'm looking to invest in this race, I'm actually really frustrated that I can't go off and and look at that. I just don't know why I need to be censored out of uh, this fall, Uh, like when I'm trying to push forward and do the form. Like it just seems like we're just cutting – 
cutting the punters off. Yeah, it's a bit of a grey area. To appease but, the people that are trying to bring down the sport or something like that. So that's that's my sort of gripe of the week. I went looking for a medical to figure out how much that interference cost him and I just can't see it. Like I just I can't quantify that because they've um, censored the tape. So I got the Jimmy Brits about that. Uh, Dunkel, I think this is the weirdest um, possible preparation and setup. Like, is there any of the horse left? Well, yeah, because, yeah. I only looked this morning to go at the um, at the sectionals or the, or the splits for the Tassie races. Now, speaking of barrier trials, <laughs> yeah, twenty five links slow both of them or something like that. Yeah, that was uh, slow. I saw I saw Paddy Payne said that oh he only he made he only squirted up the last. Six and four hundred in both races. He said oh, that's why he's, he's nowhere near bottom here because there's just sprint homes. Yeah, what to the six hundred in the Launceston Guineas? I think that was twenty five below, and to the six hundred in the in the Hobart um, Derby. I think it was fourteen lengths below. So, so he's he got, hasn't done much. He hasn't done anything. He's been down there for two barrier trials. He was living at the beach. He, he as Paddy Payne said, it was a working holiday for him. Scoot. So there's plenty of plenty of horse left, and I would say uh, South Australian Derby could be his go, but. Um, He's just going to get back and run on there. Just and they'll probably need it run to suit. I think with amenable, the sectional breakdown probably suggests um, you know what you probably need to be looking for in the interference. Therefore, the two is a night faster race to the post when he gets a bit of clear air and sort of away from the um, interference and actually can let down properly. He's the four fastest home of the race. So this is this is the equi- this is the equi time. Yeah, the, the well, that's the that's the punning form. How's um, punning form got the sectionals? You can't do it off the tally if the vision's not there. Oh, they the vision. They would have had the vision. I think the, they would have. I the think the sectionals away, I providers get the the full, the full vision, vision anyway. Oh, okay. right, That's yeah, what it sure. used to be, um, from my understanding. Oh, so. You get the ones with the saddle. The saddles is on the dot com one. Is the mm. still do the saddle? Are they fixed them yet, DK? The the racing dot com sectionals. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're back. Yeah, they've back obviously on. made up made up with Vince or done signed a new deal or something. So they're all back on. But um, so he that's country only. The, the, the metro ones they still do the saddle cloth ones or whatever they they keep making. Punch you out straight after the race. I thought looking at the guineas, Amenable's run well, and like I think there's every sort of chance he he's looking for two thousand meters this prep and gets a pretty soft run from two. But Japanese Emperor at six dollars did seem a bit long, given he beat him home. Um, sort of the up and coming horse, he's met him a few times, and sort of the Amenables had better of him. But I think out to two thousand meters, Japanese Emperor might sort of find his best. He gets Blake Shin, and he might map a bit better. So three v six dollars, I thought was probably a bit big in discrepancy in Duncal. I don't know how much intent there is to win. That's probably the 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 bad thing if you want to back him because he's going to go back from twelve, and they're probably looking at. So this kind of sounded like they're having a look at this race to see how well he runs before they push on yep. to another derby. So it's not like they're full on cranked up to win this race. I think he's good enough to win. It's just how big a start he sort of gives them. But uh, yeah, I think it's a good race. Um, CR sevens right in the game as well off his last start run. Uh, X factor that huge, also yeah. huge run. X factor even it's ma- even it's maiden when I think it was at Ararat or something. Yeah. come from well back off him and rounded him up. Oh, I thought Amenable was a bit skinny at three ten. I wouldn't be shocked if he got better. To be honest, Bank Moore can it go forward? I noticed last start. Walter, it, it, it jumped really well. Then they restrained it. Then he threw his head around everywhere. It's drawn barrier one here. He got the frog on board. It either needs new tactics or a new stable, that horse. Just not putting a race away, That's uh, which is scary, especially from that stable. They normally put a race away despite what they do in the run. <laughs> so, um, yeah, far out. He's tough. He's tough to really launch into as a horse. Jury's out a bit. I think, yeah, I think Nico's not. I think Japanese Emperor was, looks the value to my eye in that uh, market. So happy to side with you there, Nico. Uh, race number 10. 
I'll let you pronounce uh, this horse uh, because it's an absolute beauty. I just don't know if you've tipped it. Just, just give me a bit of a rev up here. British Columbia is a favourite, five fifty. Uh, I'm going to call it Coco. Uh, Six dollars, too good for Turak. Six fifty. Uh, three and four pence. Nine fifty. Superazi ten. Daily Bugle eleven. Rioki fifteen. Lake Tai seventeen. Frosty Cell seventeen. Jennifer Wish eighteen. Um, and much better the rest. Yeah, what, how do you, what do you say it is? Quay-quay. Quay-quay. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's oh, what I would have got it? out of that. Yeah. Uh, okay, Coco, Quay-quay. Let's have a look at its replay. Uh, it's in the uh, funny colours, this. I think it's in the uh, the white and brown up in front. Yeah, well, he sort of. this is the first time he's shown signs of life for a while. This was on his home track straight to the front. I think this is the lead-up. I think the winner comes out of this race. This is the strongest form. This is a heat race, so they've all sort of – Raced um, in a heat, run one, two, or three, four to sort of get into the race. It's hard to recall a fifty to one chance winning as easy as this one. Like absolutely mind. killed it. Out. <laughs> kills them, doesn't it? Like just as easy as you like. Celine's had two rides on it this prep, and they've probably been his two best runs recently. I know he's the weakest grade he's faced recently, but he's he's racing similar horses and nothing else with any different form comes into the race that's sort of as good as that form one. And he's absolutely smashed British Columbia. This was a horse, like back to his early career. Like he ran second in the Vars. He ran fifth in Australian Derby, beaten by Explosive Jack, Young Werther, Lions Raw, and crossed the line with Montefilia. Like this thing has ability. He's just been in the complete. I, I think he was in the wilderness last prep. I'd say he hasn't come up last prep, has he? Yeah. And there's a good chance he's back. Complete wilderness. And then I would say he's probably back off that. The figures would suggest that's his best run recently for a while. Um, Led the race up there and he still ran the second fastest last 200 metres of that race. Like he's That just, might be the other key to him, getting him in front and into a rhythm. Into a he's rhythm. He's never really, he's sort of been on pace, but never real on own leader, own lead. And I think she's a good front-running jockey, Celine. Like that's where I sort of like finding her. Barrier one, like too good for Turak to draw on 13. He probably will come across, but barrier one at the Valley, like too good for Turak is going to have to try and cross him before the turn, which is about 150 metres. Just can't see it happening. So I think even with barrier one, it's probably not the greatest draw for a leader, but I think... For this track setup, it's probably not too bad. She should just kick up and hold him out. And I think if he if he performs to that level last start where he smashed the favourite, gee, like he's going to be. That's what does he hold? Yeah, he's going to be hard to catch. It was the old home track. That was the home probably the track spot. You know, <laughs> that was my only. I think definitely has the ability. Like he has the ability to win like that. I'm disregarding the SP because he's just a horse that can just show up and do that. It was the home the home track home was track, probably yeah. like the just fine, but. He could be a bit in the zone this horse. So I thought yeah, $6 him, he's going to lead on a day where race 10, we're going to know where you want to be if it's, oh, if it's dude, a lead. It's going to be firm track by then. It's going to be if it's, a good three. If everything's leading and winning, well, he's going to he's going to be in the right spot, isn't he? And I think his big, biggest danger is probably British Columbia, probably sitting behind him again. You know, off that last start replay, it's hard to see him turn the tables. Beat him but, fair and square. But if Quay doesn't show up, he's probably the horse, gets the relative weight swing, so... I thought at six dollars, Quaco was a pretty easy bet, and you could probably have a save or make British Columbia winner for you as well. Um, didn't think there was too many chances there. Got a question for DK. My wife was watching a, a show of this, like this this show, and an old episode. She likes to watch them. Tries to feel that's the closer she gets to me during the week. She reckons she's looking at DK. She said he's W Riz. Like this is. I said, what the does that mean? Like she thinks he's. She goes. She thinks he's black sometimes. Like she's a half half whatever she is <laughs> Filipino from Moolambar. <laughs> And I'm like, what's that? She said, he's winning at the game. W Riz. DK. W Riz. DK. W Riz. He's winning he, at the game. You've got uh, the art of seduction down, Pat. Yeah, the, that's him. Winning at the game. Hey. DK. Ask Isaac about Riz. He, oh, yeah. he definitely Riz. know yeah. what it is. There you go. 
He'll tell, him your du- tell him your W Riz and see if he I'll throws up. W Riz, all right. I'll yeah. go find him tonight. See what, he, see, what the, see what the W Riz. There we go. Puntingform.com.au. Best form guide in the business. Uh, They're second. W Riz. Hey? They're, They're W Riz. This is where they're winning at the game. They're winning at the game. Uh, so make sure you check out punting form. Uh, best in the business by far. So all the sectional times and uh, splits that we talk about, that's what we use. It is... Uh, it's a form guide that's uh, on steroids. It's got a big uh, V8 engine in it, so you have to trust punningform.com.au. Rosie Hill, Walt, rails in run. Is it going to be uh, bent in run again? Well, it should be. It's, um, yeah, like you said, it's already up to a five and 4,000 degrees. It should be like an oven there the next couple of days and all depends on how much water they put in where, but um, all things being equal. Last week was obviously inside was... Pretty handy, rail two metres. It should be very, very handy. Rails in run should be hard to come from back and wide unless it's a, a strong tempo helping. Straight into the George Ryder, race seven, 1,500 metre race. Animo, finally drawn, barrier 11. Beautiful stuff, $1.65. Bookie's taking no chances early, just trying to slice everyone up. In multis uh, early in the week, Artorias, uh, drawn barrier one, $7. Fangirl, $9.50. Golden Mile, $11. Levante, $19. Electric Girl, Airborne at the moment, $19. Osipenko, $19. Communist, $21. Converge, one of your horses, Walt, $34. And then you got Lions Raw out the gate at uh, $151. Let's have a quick look at a couple of replays. Sort of getting a little bit boring watching Animo just uh, keep smacking them around here. Fangirl's on the uh, inferior ground inside. Kieran just uh, forgets about his right blinker there for a while. Um, probably could have finished a lot closer, but he won with uh, a bit of was definitely a disadvantage, but um, it's drawn seven. So this is probably the one time you wanted Fangirl to draw one, and it's the first time it's drawn out. So um, probably takes away from uh, whatever. The, the map's obviously the key to the race. Uh, Electric Girl looks the clear-cut leader, and then you've got Communist, who is much better ridden off the speed, is this, this race? What's this race? This is Artorias. Oh, so this is Electric Girl in front. Yep. And uh, Golden Mile popping out, is it? Is it uh, Imperatories and Artorias coming through the middle? Dive. So Golden Mile important here. And um, and Electric Girl's actually racing really well. It'll run a race here. It's uh, it's silly to, to think that Electric Girl's going to be running a race in a group one weight for age race, but the, the setup of the race says it will will run a race here. You know, she's probably the hinged uh, of other other similar races to this previously where she's the horse that's going to be left up on speed. And I think, um, you know, a horse like, what was that, Glitter of Silver or something that ran the other day last week in, they, they tend, the leader tends to be forgotten in these races. And, and when you get a pattern like what should play out on Saturday, I think it'll actually, if I was going to have a bet, Electric Girl, the place would probably be, Probably be it, but to be honest. But um, back to the actual race. Communist was better ridden, a little bit cold. I think they'll sort of come out pretty neutral on it. Kerwin's Lane will, will head forward a little bit. And then you've got sort of Osipenko, Golden Mile that have got a question mark with Levante um, inside Animo. And they're all capable of pushing forward. So it actually is a really tricky map. Uh, the good thing about Animo is that even though he's a little bit slow away, he can muster speed. So uh, he looks like he could end up outside leader. What's that? Do you reckon the outside leader? I, I think that could be the only place that they, they're, you know, assured that he gets. Maybe they send Golden Mile forward uh, to then sort of hand up to him or bust it up a little bit and see if he can slot in. That's probably what I'd do if it was mine. But, um, uh, you know, they're probably trying to trying to win with Golden Mile too. Obviously they are, but, you know, they probably don't want to sacrifice him too hard um, early in the race because he's not really hitting the line super strong, is he, Golden Mile? So it's not... Um, 
Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a much more interesting race because of the draw. But uh, very easily, could I you could see after two hundred meters, he's outside Electric Girl and they're walking. A lot of money. It's a stud thing, isn't it, for Osipenko and Golden Mile and. It is, uh, but all of those horses that are sort of queryish runners are all they're drawn seven, eight, nine. It's a bit of a nightmare. Like a fangirl's probably going to be much closer to last than first. Artorias drawn one. Uh, will they chance? I don't think it begins quick enough to sort of hold out. You know, your lines, roars, communists, Kerwin's lane. So it's going to be in that same spot. Uh, obviously went extremely well there. If it gets that same run by Act of God, um, it's probably the danger. But yeah, I, I'd much rather probably have something on Electric Girl up front bobbing along and um, I think she can hold off most of them. Is Osipenko off her setback? Yeah. What's he? What's happened to him? Really sure it was an elevated temperature from memory. In the so was that a bit like that horse at Canberra the other day? Was that the uh, head cold that, that I didn't get well with it? So what's it called? Who? Was that camel called that I would never want Wol- to see ever again? Wolverine. Wolverine when it pulled its spikes out and jabbed me through the heart. Um <laughs> Yeah, they're hard to line those sort of things. They're a bit like uh, I don't want to trigger DK, a bit like synthetic hoof filler. You just never know the extent, do you, to what um, what damage anything's done until uh, until they just race. Just on that, well, just what's what's the worst? Is the bar plates the worst, or the uh, equi equi pads? Equi- or? Oh, they're, well, they're, if you, yeah. If you say one, if there's one, there's one. You don't really bar plates. Bar, bar plates, plates. Isn't, yeah. So concussion plates in that can be. Train has been tricky from my experience. I don't think, yeah, you know, like Nico would know too. It's, it doesn't make a lot of difference really, it's just sort of a, a a different shoe. Whereas, yeah, when they're throwing bar plates, you know, Equicast and and a few other things on, it's um it's a bit scarier. There's a few other plates that are you're not used as much that are the same sort of thing that they're they're trying to elevate pressure off the foot, which is never good. If you if you just Google bar plates and have a look at them, geez, they're uh, they're scary looking uh, beasts. These these bar plates you got. A normal horseshoe's got like a U shape, and this thing's got a, a big split up the middle. So yeah, definitely trying to take pressure off that outside hoof wall. I would have thought the markets just put the three odds in the bin here, like Levante, mm. Communist, like they're coming off Group One wins, and then what Osipenko beat Afcabin in the Hobartville, which is like it's the form of the, the Communist brings in, and they're giving them none really. Um, Artorias v Animo is fascinating. We haven't seen a match up since the Caulfield Guineas. I'm pretty sure. And then they bumped into each other in the rows. They bumped into each other sort of early days a few times. Um, I think at his best, Artorias, there's not that much between them, but I think you'd rather Animo draw one and Artorias draw 11 than the other way around. So look at sort of $1.65, you're probably going to get bad at Animo on the day, aren't you? There's no way he starts Yeah, they put $1. him in short odds. You try and suck all the multi-punters in maybe, or something maybe like that. Maybe $1.80. I love it. Didn't you see more? Oh, two dollars in. No, one sixty-five off the planet. Yeah, I, I just want to have you written a bet. That's all. <laughs> We'd never get an answer. Oh, no, there's the old trick. The uh, some of those big bookies are known for going around and knocking them off themselves. Right, so they don't well, even knock them off anymore. The they just turn. Oh, <laughs> they just DK. turn it in and wow. say it's been knocked oh, off. No, yeah, oh, no, I found out about all that the other night. Yeah, don't worry about that. Wow. One Some big nasty. bookie in particular. Got to get one in short. Just knock the thing Ooh. off. And- Oh, no, that's, yeah. but it used to be the go in Sydney. That's why, like, um, Dave Dwyer was probably the biggest one left when I was still there, but he used to be the king of it. They'd, he'd get a lot of the early business and a lot of it was top fluck money. Not real smart backing top fluck. If you could get top <laughs> fluck when the first flux up, that's much better than if it's uh, before. <laughs> because, yeah, up. 100%. It was a good old trick, wasn't it? If you wanted to keep one in short, is yeah. yeah, just send in a big one top fluck. Madness. Yeah. 
Absolute beauty. Interesting, Nico, point there. First time this horse gets beyond 1,300 metres, uh, Artorias, and he needed every bit of it to reel in those leaders uh, the other day in the Canterbury Stakes. I'll tell you what, if there's a bit of pressure pushing Animo, wouldn't mind to be on this horse at $7, just suck, suck, suck. It's the first time since the Guineas where he ran third to Animo, so. Yeah. He's big, he's, he need luck, but he have a chance. If had eleven, if it had eleven and, and Animo drew one, I'd mark Animo like one forty and it probably fifteen dollars. So it's actually, I think, for competitive sake, it has to be this way. But Artorias has to get the same run it got through them last time. I think because if he circles, I don't think he can possibly beat Animo. But if he cuts under him and does what he did last start, that was a that was a big win. Um, he can definitely put the cat amongst the pigeons late. If the fence is on fire, I can see this horse starting five fifty or a bit shorter. Yeah, which is probably overkill because he still needs every bit of luck. You know, he's not going to hold a spot. Um, even up to 1,500, I don't think he's capable of holding a spot. If, if he, Imagine if he lobbed third the fence. That'd be interesting. Yeah, his problem is he actually, like, he has a bit of early speed. Like, we saw him last start. Like, he kind of has some dash out of the gates. He just doesn't jump that well nine mm. times out of ten, which hurt him big time early days when they met because Animo would get out of the ba- barriers cleaner and he'd just flop out of the gates like in the Caulfield Guineas and he's completely out of play. I think talent-wise, there's not a whole heap between them at their best. And I think Artorias suggested he's somewhere close to his best off the Canterbury Stakes run and it's been like that their whole careers. It's just Animo has been more professional the whole way through and that's why he's beat him most of the time. It's actually interesting. Like you look at the map-wise, leader being directly outside him, no real pressure on paper unless – and there's no – like I don't think the three-year-olds are going to push. There's no horse that looks like it wants to really push – the slower they go that first 400 metres, 200 metres while they're settling, the closer Artorias probably will get. So like you say, if he, if he does happen to jump, Lions Roar doesn't cross him. You know, Communist probably doesn't really want to go behind Electric Girl if he can stay one off. If they all sort of just sit there and hold their spots, he could jag up. Imagine if he lobbed third the fence. It's not impossible. Well, it's not at all. I think it's uh, the other alarm bells is you've got a family member in Nick Noonan starting to, you know, pour a bit of cold water on Animo for the first time in a very long time. I think he's just trying to get the price out. He's trying to get another Duna cover. Yeah. He's trying to get a he's Duna trying to cover get, out of me. How did he go last week? No good. Get us, get us the evens. That's what we want. I'll back him at evens. <laughs> I do, I'll have a Duna cover on at evens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Golden Slipper's an absolute beauty. A couple of uh, Ryan Moores ventured out for uh, the uh, the Golden what Slipper. What a waste. Hey, on Shinzo. What a waste. That's I wish they put him on... I wish they put him on Learn to Fly. Oson Murphy's down at All-Star Mile Day. All the celebs are flying in, into Australia for their big races. Yeah. It's great, isn't it? He's on the comeback trial. Golden Slipper, $3.80 cylinder. Red Hot favourite here. Learning to Fly, six fifty. Kings Gambit, $8.00. Red Resistance, eight fifty. Little Bros, $11.00. Uh, Don Corleone, $11.00. Shinzo, as I said, $12.00. Steel City, 16 Platinum Jubilee. Uh, 18, uh, $20 barber, and I'll not bother about the rest. I'm saying not a chance, but uh, let's uh, keep the show a little bit more succinct than uh, John Walter's 27-minute preview on the race on uh, YouTube that's circulating uh, I'll keep it to 24 oh, yeah. here if you hey? want. You want 24? Hey? I'll keep it to 24. I, I can asleep. cut three minutes off it. I've, I've worked out how to cut three minutes off it. <laughs> so, so, oh, let's have a quick look at the replays. Uh, we feels like we've spoken a lot about these races. Cylinder and Red Resistance. Here you go. Gay's horse. Uh, out in front, and then um, Cylinder with the big white face just uh, mows him down here. The problem with this race and the other race that Cylinder was in, both really controlled tempo, small fields, uh, and he was, you know, in the perfect position to strike at all times. 
and was able to build through his momentum, you know, like, and, and that's just the ideal conditions for this horse uh, by the looks. He doesn't look like a horse that's got a short, sharp turn of foot, even though it is sort of hidden by uh, slowish tempos at its last two starts. Uh, Learning to fly. And, and it's Pat basically rinse repeat here. here, right? The only yeah. difference is at least this horse had to absorb a fast tempo uh, and, and does kick on. Uh, interesting, like, Facile's had that an issue. Is it lame? Um, this yesterday and yep. uh, it, it's always interesting like it is 40 to 1 in this race and it's pretty hard to comprehend that horse on the inside 6 bucks and the one on the outside 40s in, in this race even with the, the barrier draws and everything um, if, if, if Fassol happened to, to line up in one piece uh, Blue 40s Diamond is ridiculous here. so all these horses get the right run so Little Bros whatever his name is in the Haze colours yeah he's in the, in the Haze Don Corleone's back in the China Horse Club Arkansas Kid uh, absolutely blessed to run a place and didn't get Nico to collect his ticket uh, here on the inside in the Chautauqua colours the only the, probably the disappointing horses were Barber um, Exploring's up in the in the red cap to get off and I thought it went really well it's a horse that could find the fence here and is 40 to 1 as well in this race um most of them were past marks. I thought Barber was probably the one out of that that was quite disappointing. Bit of MF, could a blue diamond, bit of blue diamond for them finally uh, break through. Well, the map again's important here because even though on paper they're drawn really well, learning to fly in cylinder, they won't want to be asleep at the start and just and just hope that the gate lobs them in a perfect spot because if horses like uh, exploring crosses, then platinum jubilee crosses, then you've got facile steel city uh, and red resistance drawn outside them, and they sort of all. Like it, like the trots, you know. Sometimes they get to the front, then give up, then give up. All of a sudden, you know, learning to fly cylinder could be four or five pairs back, and then you know you're relying on a bit of luck in a big field and a slipper with, you know, three and four wide lines nearly assured. Um, yeah, they're going to want to be on their bike early to to make sure they hold that position cylinder and learning to fly, and then they are going to need a little bit of luck. But uh, I do give learning to fly a few more ticks in in boxes than cylinder. It's, it's handled big fields. It's handled pressure. Uh, it just hits the line every start. The only thing is he's fought a fourth run first prep. He's in his second preparation, so a little bit more seasoned. Uh, I do think Matt Platinum Jubilee with the blinkers will run a big race. I think she'll she'll naturally lob into a perfect position sort of in the first four or five, and I think Red Resistance is is the forgotten horse. I think they went they put it went to 20s or something, didn't he? And I think it's come back in It's to a more realistic price. Um, it, it'll just carve across from the outside and, and probably, you know, it doesn't have to think about it. Uh, Preble, he's just got one plan: run and run. And and if he's too fast, um, he could keep going. And then you've got the the closer for me is is King's Gambit. It's just yeah, it's sort of half forgotten horse. That trial was certainly overplayed. Uh, everyone got a bit too excited about so it. So I reckon I saw a hundred hundred retweets and even going whoosh, girl, and here's the gold slipper winner and all this. And then yeah, you know, have a look at this bloody thing, and then it's nine dollars. Yeah, the times. Well, it's probably a fair price, but you, you would if you if everyone didn't carry on about that trial, you probably would have got fifteens. That's the oh. sick part. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it, it's probably nine dollars is is fair, if not generous on on what we've seen. Like it probably should have beaten Cylinder. I think it definitely should have beaten Cylinder last time. Cylinder was first up. He wasn't, and if they get him to parade a little bit better and um and, and he's at his best, which Snowden has done how many times? Um, you know, look made a horse look really impressive early. And then backed off it, and then on slipper day, you know they can they can get them back to their peak, and, and Don Corleone and and, Gam, and Kings Gam probably both fit that bill. It's a, it's a great race. I think Cylinder's too short, um, entitled to be a, a good winning chance, but too short. But I think it's a a really competitive race. 
Mm, it's a cracker, isn't it? Platinum Jubilee could be the uh, could be the forgotten horse. Beaten point five. Seventeen dollars in the cylinder, sort of king king's gambit. Get the pens out for Scoot's quaddy numbers. <laughs> get them well, out just, for the, the next eight picks, Scoot. Well, it's, it's got even a, your Arkansas is not hopeless. The, the two, um, the is it? Two, yeah. it was it was something probably beat in the uh, the Magic Millions, and then she was no knock really in the Silver Slipper, and then just Gay puts uh, Blinker's first time is yeah, the, the, the key it. to her. Whether that's that, a forgotten horse that finds an extra length. Yeah, Blinker's she, first she, time in the Grand Final. <laughs> well, she trailed a lot better um, against the clock, at least uh, than uh, King's Gambit did, and uh, and and she's probably she's blown from tens to fifteens, and he's firm from fifteens to eight. So that that's what the visual appeal of a, a horse whooshing does does to prices sometimes. Mm. King's Gambit and Don Corleone, the nail polish, Nico. You're you've got a pretty good eye for uh, these two year old horses. Yeah, I thought Cylinder gets the run of the race. Uh, I think the way I'm probably going to play is probably. Back him, have something on Red Resistance and King's Gambit probably. Uh, I think if Shinzo had have drawn a, a – he's drawn one, but I thought his win the other day was huge, like to find the pattern of the day. He's got the form around most of them. If he had have drawn a better gate than barrier one, he, he'll just need a lot of luck. I thought he was probably in the race, but um, he might be the, the blowout chance if he can get the luck, but you'd probably rather a different jockey on given the gate. But – uh yeah, I thought Cylinder's probably hard to beat. I couldn't see if – I can't really see. I don't think learning to fly – I think she's a, tut of, a touch overrated, to be honest. Um, the English win was good, but she had things in her favour. Fasil pushed her, you know, right to the post last start. For mine, that run suggests she's coming closer to the end of the prep, um, and I thought at sort of 6.50 she's a, a bit of the hole in the market. Um, she's no doubt she's talented, but I just don't think this is going to be the right setup for her, so – yeah, I think the the Colts will win it. Um, Cylinder's probably hard to beat given the map, but King's Gambit, Red Resistance, and probably Shinzo, I think, are equally as talented on their day. DK, do you do you watch any of these? Oh no, well I just oh, the only thing that stuck out to me watching those two replays, which I thought was a little bit of a negative, is the way both Cylinder and Learning to Fly both laid out in the straight there the other day. He's um, you know uh, you know just in a nowhere to hide in a or you know race greenly or do stuff. Anything like that in a in a grand final like the slipper, so uh, yeah, um, the guys angling outside him. But uh, yeah, I think that might be a play looking around those two favourites. But um, yeah, going to be a good good spectacle. Mm. I think King's Gambit and Don Corleone can be the strongest late. I think Snowden's got somewhat of a mortgage on this race. Gee, I love the way Don Corleone hit the line. It's probably something leaked in the blue Appreciate line. Appreciate it. Appreciate you finally saying that, rather than thinking that Arkansas kid somehow should have got on the Travelator and and won. That you're finally giving it well, up. The, that did you what did you see the run of the Perth horse as well? Brave Halo went via bloody Wangaratta. Should go back to Perth. Hey, straight back well, to nearly Perth. Nearly went via Fremantle. Have the they put race. that Maracino thing back on the plane yet? From last week, <laughs> what the hell was that? Let's go to uh, race 10 for uh, Walty's other best on the card, and it's Zapoteo here, 5 into $3.80, tiny little deduction, so uh, it's a bit of a genuine I don't move. like that. What? I don't like hearing that. What? I wasn't aware of 5 into 3.80. That's what you were doing pre-show. You just knocked the price off. No, definitely wasn't yes, Zapoteo, I promise you. Uh, Palisipan, $5.50, hypothetical $6.50, Sky Command, $9.50, Jump the Broom is $9.50, Jai Lee, 10 Written Beauty, 14 Larkspur Run, uh, four to $18, Osbred Flirt, $19, Catalan is 19 Barossa Rosa, $21, and you can get better. The rest, Zapoteo, is the horse that we're going to have a look at here, and you're forgiving it out of the Oakley plate. Well, the first half of this race was the most important, not that um, we teed that up, but it, it, it that was as close as it got to the rail pretty much the whole way. So that's it, one from the outside. 
running in and that's sees that Lofty strike outside it. So they sort of, he dragged her, uh, she dragged him into the race somewhat and she's not a horse that's, she's not like a 1400 metre miler. She's not a horse that's going to grind away and keep finding the line. She ran her race well and truly by this point. So I'm not worried at all that she got tired late there. She had to after just set, just being set a ridiculous um, task. So that's an, an Oakley plate. Uh, are any of these horses even, you know, you know, Placipan's a nice horse. Um, she's she's probably up to sort of Group One mares grade. She's she's dangerous in this race, but there's not many others in this race that will ever run in a Group One, let alone uh, you would think about backing in a, in an Oakley Plate. So I just think she's just got miles on them, uh, class wise potentially. I think 1200s as far as she wants working. So if it was 1100, I'd be I'd be keener. But uh, with a little bit of luck from that draw, obviously the right rider aboard, yeah, I, find, I think she'll be extraordinarily hard to beat um, here. And I think, you know, they can be a little bit more aggressive in mare's grade. They can just, just kick her out of the gates and and put her in the first few. And, uh, you know, if she's, she's on a game, I'd find it. She just looks extraordinarily well placed. The only horse I'm scared about is really the top one. She hasn't a rider at all for, for Buddy ever. Zapatoa, James McDonald's the best jockey to sit on her for... Tim Clark, Damien Oliver, W. Buick, T.C.D. Moore, you're worse than me. Hey? You're worse than me. Oliver? Um, oh, yeah, well, he should, so that win was, uh, yeah, James Todd's a good rider. That's all you have to worry about. Saturday he's got a ride on. That's the main thing. He'd be no good over the hurdles. He, he didn't jump uh, Maximilius. Did you? Did we get the replay of Jalay's last win up just, 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 just to show Tycoon Evie getting poleaxed? Nice old joke, that one. I knew you were going to dig it in, so... I only just saw it then. I didn't even realise. But there's that shows you the sort of class that that sort of class coming to this and getting sort of two and a half kilos off Zapateo. She's thrown into this race. Would you want a wetter Zapateo? Oh, like- ideally, absolutely. But um, like that that run there was obviously on a firm track. I don't think she's seen too many firm tracks when she's sort of first preparation, obviously against. Average. So I think she's fine on a good track. I don't think she's a designated wet tracker. That's for sure. If anything, I think it's probably not her thing, especially over 1,200. I'd probably rather it firmer for 1,200 for her. Well, it's one over 1,200. I think it run- I think if it gets any sort of conservative run in transit, it'll win. You know what's going to happen? Larkspur runs is going to beat it by a nose just to absolutely. That happened last time, except, and it was J-Mac riding. I was on Larkspur run, and J-Mac was riding some other camel from their thing and, and jammed Larkspur's life. Yeah, I remember it. Thanks. Appreciate it. Racingwatch.com.au for uh, more uh Mr. Walter's absolute madness. So uh, Telegram or Discord, depends how crazy you are. If you, you want to go full off the deep end like me, get into the Discord chat and you can uh, talk about all sorts of things. Chico rolls, spring rolls, uh, all sorts of things. And synthetic hoofville. Just on that, just on that, Tommy Turbo. Tommy Turbo's just tweeted, brought to my attention. Synthetic hoofville now trending on Twitter. Wait till this show gets released at two PM and then see what happens. We'll go to the number one topic, but uh, <laughs> that is that is fair income synthetic hoof filler trending on Twitter. No, it's not. Green Few Bay of you could use it to fill the hole <laughs> where their brain should be. <laughs> Titleless golf was, balls. Uh, well, if it's not trending now, it will be trending post two PM. Scoot, you think? Any synthetic. information we can gain, weights of horses, anything like that, it's all good. Uh, let's let's talk, let's let's look at Brisbane with uh, with Donny Donny's best up at Doombin Doombin Donny Dutchy. He's a big synthetical filler man. G'day, gents. Donny's here with the best bets for this weekend's racing. Doesn't like many standouts at Doombin on Saturday, so I've gone a bit wider looking for a bit of value. The best race comes up in race four. I'm going to have a two bet strategy. I like IPO. It's around ten dollars, and so is Nipotino. 
IPA was 3-1 and inside day last out of Dooman when I was very keen. Wasn't given much luck. I think this is a much easier race. If it gets a good spot early, it's going to be hard to beat. Whereas Nipotina, it was 100 to 1 last start at Randwick, ran a massive race. Looks like it's improved. Gets Jones, the blinkers are back on. It looks hard to beat as well. So they're both about $10. So I'm happy to back both of those in race four. And in race one, I like Hold On Honey. It's a good little sprinter, extra pride. Um, it was too wide on the inside day last start. It should lead here around 1,050. They're always hard to catch when they're in front. So I like it as well. It's around the $4.40 mark. So race one, hold on, honey, and race four, IPO and Nipotina. Cheers, boys. Outstanding stuff there from uh, Sir Donny. Got to be an impersonator, does it? $10 chances from the Don. $10. He had an $8 chance run third last week. Oh, did he? I, was, I, was, I missed that. Oh, all his value, 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 value. You've got to get the value. Well, DK, you're you're in the gun next week. You have to uh, preview a race for us. Value and you dog. keep a bit. Top spot steam. Let's have a look at this one. This could be none of our bet. Uh, Twenty five hundred at three dollars. Alligator blood. We're all saying it's a little bit short. You might get better. What price could you get? Three fifty. Oh, three. What is two sixty now? It's two sixty yeah, now. How's it going to get to three fifty? Yeah, yeah be, it's something weird would have to. I'd happen. say if, that, if that's been cut back towards to five thousand, that's no deal having that. So. I don't know if he will get out. You think if it was a BIP, you would have bet him 10,000. It would have been a big race. That might have been a smarty. That could have been a smarty. Uh, race eight, number 15, Steel City, 1000 at uh, $14. Would you like it again, sir? Whoa. Yeah, it looks, it looks a bit. Oh, I think that's about right. Might it's run just, out of it's petrol. Had, it's done a, yeah, it's exactly. It's just, it's going to have another hard run. and Yeah, it's, it's $14 is fair enough. But tell, um, tell you why it's a chance. It's because the, uh, the day that the boys uh, in the Magic Millions uh, – had it running around for what was it sixteen or thirty thousand dollars that day, and it ran second. Uh, Rose Hill uh, race nine, it probably was red resistance. Uh, come to think of it, race nine number two is Uncommon James seven hundred at eight dollars. Your horse Nico, well weighted again, eleven hundred tick. Maps pretty well by the looks of things. Uh, yeah, he'll be he'll be in the finish again. Staying for sure. at eleven hundred around Rose Hill is okay for this horse. Mm, it doesn't want further or might want further, but they'll go like it's a galaxy, so they'll go quick. Mm. So they'll. That's probably his advantage. If they go more like 11.50 with the tempo. Um, yeah, I think last start was his perfect setup because he had the uphill run at the 1100. It was probably more like a 12 and they went fast and he just mapped beautifully. So, like he's eight bucks last start and he's what, 480 or something on Saturday. So, I don't know. It's not really a vintage well, race. Is it? There's a couple of beaten up horses. There's some first starters. There's, it's, it's not first starters, first up horses. It's a. It's yeah, you would say that last the race that came out of was stronger than this. Mm. Asphora can go close again. Mm. There's a lot of people sort of putting the pen through her. I thought she did she did a pretty good job. Yeah, remarks probably the deadly horse, like fifty one and a half. If it drew soft, yeah, very much so. If it, if you swap the gates four and nine, uncommon Jane's remark, it'd be yeah, remark would be very appealing. All right, beautiful. Good to have DK back. We've spoken about nail polish, synthetic hooks, fill a, a fair bit. Hopefully we can uh, turn everyone's fortune around. Tough week last week on the punt uh, for some, for me mostly. Very but quiet, uh, isn't it? It's hard to have a bet at the moment. It's tough. so it, Isn't it? Yeah, gotta... I think Nico, Nico shouldered arms a fair bit uh, last week and uh, probably a wise move. And yeah, as you say, patience is uh, probably the number one thing in this game. So fingers crossed. Uh, it's weird. You normally get some like nice progressive horses that come up. You know, it's just, yeah, it's just at the moment yeah, things yeah, aren't yeah. falling. But, you know can turn quickly. All right. Good luck on the weekend, lads. On you, boys. Thanks, boys. We'll see you, uh, see you next week.